All right, it's really early in the morning and I decided I'm just gonna go ahead and set up shop right here on the dining room table to do the intro. And if you hear pitter-patter of uh, corgi feet, that is because we are house-sitting and uh, it's night one, day morning one of uh, of the house-sitting of Ozzy, our buddy Ozzy. So um, if you hear pitter-patter, it's Paisley and Ozzy getting to know each other. So uh Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of What Ails Ya? Uh, today's episode is brought to you by you guys, again. So, uh, remember, we have that Patreon going on right now. Patreon.com slash What Ails Ya. Uh, it is a subscription-based, what is, well, what is Patreon, right? So, Patreon is a website where you give monthly and we give back to you monthly, bi-monthly, however you want it. Uh, we have different tiers on there, anywhere from, hey, just give a dollar, $2 a month to $10 a month, giving you exclusive content on that site, stickers, swag, things like that. $25 a month, we'll give you shirts. Anytime we have a shirt made, a lot are coming up. And then an exclusive shirt by the end of the year that is just for you as our outstanding listeners. And then also the $40 one where you are our guest at any um, any festivals or any events that we are doing that we are hosting and things like that. So uh, definitely take a look at it, patreon.com slash what ails ya. And I have to say, since I've done uh, the intros with that, uh, thank you, everybody. So this episode is definitely going out to those people that have uh, reached out. So we're looking to to hit bigger and uh, uh, further places, as in we might need to go to Miami very soon. So we might need some uh, hotel and, and, and gas and things like that. So going further with the podcast, also we're doing a lot more videos. So things like this, it's coming from you guys. So we love that. We love that. Well, where are we going today? So... We've been doing a lot of Sanford, and we're trying to we're trying to really uh, complete the puzzle that is that is Sanford. And today we're 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 catching up with some friends that we know, uh, Matt Rolf and Jonathan Wolverton. These guys they're over at Deviant Wolf. So why not after festival upon festival them being there and doing kick ass things? You've heard their name based on Topper's uh, the Topper uh, Festival of Central Florida. That Boegans puts on, you've heard the name. They're winning awards there. And then you also know them just based on waiting for this brewery to open. Uh, I got to tell you, one of the coolest beers ever is is going to be mentioned in this episode. And thank you to our Patreon subscribers. To I opened the door where you're allowed to ask a brutally honest question. And you asked it to two people wanted to talk to the beer more than they, they thought, hey, how is it going on over there at Deviant Wolf? So we are heading there today. Uh, honestly, I love, love, love Sanford right now. Everything that's going on there. Obviously, you know, we talked about Josh Oakley, the Smiling Bison. Now we have Dan St. Pierre, who's opening, uh, who opened up Tuffy's. I don't know if we've been there since Tuffy's. Yeah, yeah, actually, Intercompass, it was open already. So there's a lot going on when you when you think about what's going on in Sanford and a historical center, that, a, a historical site in Florida that is Sanford. So heading there today, a lot to talk about because these guys have been on the radar for years, years, and we're going to get into that. What has taken not so long, I mean, what has taken patience of us, but really the right way to open up a brewery in a tap room, and I want to hear about it. Also, did they wait for that prime location that they're at? Because honestly, you cannot go into downtown Sanford really without passing their uh, brewery and tap room. So the beers are phenomenal. The location is phenomenal. These guys are phenomenal. Why not head there now? So guys, I'm going to get in the car. Again, it's early, not enough coffee in the world. And uh, let's do this. All right. 
I have... <laughs> but you were in a rush. Sorry, I can't even um, just ask that question because people always give me a weird look about my breakfast. Yeah, no. <laughs> Hands down. Now, nobody, obviously, who listens to the podcast knows. I have my openers usually, you know, and right now we're in the middle of the World Cup, and I would just went, oh, well, screw the World Cup. Like, we just talked about breakfast. <laughs> tilapia. Okay, so tilapia biscuit. Uh, tilapia fish fillet. Uh, fish fillet, yeah, fish fillet. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still in breakfast mode with biscuits, so. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. they go pretty big in breakfast. Uh, <laughs> I. I, um, I missed my workout this morning. I normally get up at 5 a.m. and work out, but my kids were up at midnight and then 2 a.m. and then 4 a.m., so I was opted out of working out. But I still ate about three-fourths of the amount of food I normally eat for breakfast. That is insane. So uh, eggs eggs and toast yeah, for you, Matt. I yeah. also had coffee. Um, yeah, I had my coffee. You know, the, the brand, That's all I had. The brand is escaping me at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that. That is the craziest breakfast. So uh, how about that World Cup? Uh, that's how I was going to start it because right now I am I am in withdrawal. I've only missed two matches of this World Cup, so I am impressed. I'm I am. not counting you Tebow them or, or Didier them. You like seeing them all a lot. You have to. So when it comes down to the the, the last yeah. group well, stage because the they play time. yeah they play about I, the same I'm time about the same way. I've missed maybe four or five. Yeah, and it's it's my everything. Every every two years uh, comes into this European football or world football, and it is European football would be the Euro Cup. That's every four years as well. So every summer you get the World Cup. I mean, well, every four years you get the World Cup, and then every four years the Euro Cup, and they're two years apart. I actually prefer the Euro Cup because every European team is battling for each other. When how people look at the World Cup and they go, how the hell do they make it in if it's another team? Or if it, and you, I always have to explain, oh, there's you know, divisions that they have to qualify for. So the U.S. aren't the worst team ever, guys. They were just not so good at that in what they were doing. But if they were to play in the more Australian, they'd probably be in the World sure. Cup right now. Kudos to Iceland this year. That was impressive. That was amazing. Yeah, Panama in having uh, their Panama first... Well, yeah, the first time. First time I love it. The, the population there. I mean, it's yes. a small group. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean... Rooting for Iceland as the underdogs, you know. U.S. aren't too bad. They won't be out for long, <laughs> people. Don't cry. And what sucks is now we have to wait another six months after. So we have four years and six months to wait for this whole... So FIFA... Um, I'm gonna get political really quick and say, wait, hold on. I think I have them. Yes, I do. Uh -oh. Yes, I do. Politics are happening. Here you go. I give, I'm giving them a yellow, yellow card. card. I gave them a yellow card. A yellow card? Um, only during the World Cup. Okay. And where I work, <laughs> Just these curious. are amazing at work. So yeah, no, I kind of do. I always use the the yellow red cards, and everybody's like, "It's the World Cup. Are you bringing them to work?" And I'm like. You guys remember that from four years ago? Like you shit. Something. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah. Just got a yellow card pulled on us. Yeah. Oh no, not you. FIFA for All Qatar. Right. Why are they waiting an extra six months? And I get it because it's like the heat and everything like that. Maybe don't have a World Cup as soon as Qatar is like, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Money. Money. Money is a beautiful thing. As I look at a safe in front of me, that bankful door. Yeah. But you guys use that for the office, correct? Right. Correct. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay. Uh, storm shelter. So here we, yeah, right? If anything happens, yeah. I'm driving up here. It's my physical and emotional safe place. There it is, yeah. You just turn turn the, the dial. What are they called? The, uh, a dial. The rotary the, numbers? The rotary, yeah. I don't actually know. So how many numbers are on there, on a safe? Like, how many numbers? Do you know how many numbers you would have to turn? I don't know. I guess without 60? looking. I was going to say 360. I don't know. Is there that many numbers on I'm looking at it now, and I'm trying to do two, I four, six. I, I can't. No I wear these glasses for a reason. I can't see shit. So. That uh, looks like zero to 90. So probably not. Wow. That's crazy. Um, all right. Matt, yes. how are you? Good. Jonathan, how are you? Great. I'm at Deviant Wolf. Uh, back in Sanford. 
this is it. I think I think now with Sanford, I'm like, all right, my checklist is done. We're the I last love one. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, I honestly got to say, uh, Sanford's a lot of fun. I love coming back here. I love doing episodes here. I love it here. Uh, you know, well, maybe not because Dan, Dan's yeah. doing stuff at Tuffy's, yeah. you know, so uh, it, we have yet to have him on here, but he comes up maybe every other episode or, well, I can't say that. When it comes to Central Florida, he comes up in every other episode. <laughs> People in Tampa might go, I know the name. Never met him. Never met him. Or Jacksonville. They're like, we're still getting to know each other because that's popping too. But welcome. Welcome to Sanford. How's everything going for the last... Four months now? Five months? How long has it been? Six now. Six? It'll be six this month. We opened uh, Valentine's Day, February 14th. Nice. Okay, so yeah, five months, six, going into six. Is it five months? Uh, Yeah. It's it's hard to keep track. That's... It's good. We're busy. Stay busy. <laughs> yeah. No, stay busy. Because yeah. you guys have been, uh, you've been doing well. You've been doing well uh, through the festival circuit. Things, uh, you know, I've seen you guys festival circuit. I'm talking independent film. Uh, through the, through the uh, festival, <laughs> beer festival, you know, I, I, every, with Central Florida, beer festivals are, you, you tend to see the same. And you guys not being open, there's always the name of Deviant Wolf. Deviant Wolf, you know, it's like, you're, we're excited. Since day one, though, I've noticed you guys, uh, either through social media, it has been busy, busy. You guys are staying very busy. You're doing the trivia nights, game nights, things like that. But uh, how is the beer? How is how's everything going with the beer? How's are people acceptable to it? Like obviously, absolutely. And we, I mean, throughout the years, we've been a little stubborn. Um, going back to the festivals, yeah. anything that we could enter a beer in, we generally said we're going to do a sour. And early on, we, we did well and the beers did well, but people weren't as receptive to it. Yeah. Um, that's starting to change now. If you look at the last Central Florida Top Home Brewer, mm-hmm. not Home Brewer, Central Florida no, Top, Top Brewer. Yeah. First place and third place are both sours. How great is that? Right? How cool is that, it's, actually? It, it is starting to kind of turn in the popular side. And what our one of our first West First Fridays here, so West First Friday, first Friday of every month, we do live music, we do food specials with Tony yeah. Truffle and Mr. Z's. And we try and do some sort of beer specials. Early on, we were doing specialty flights. We did a sour flight. So we were bringing back Simon Jaro. And we bringing decided back. to round it out. Well, it did run out for a little bit. We yeah, got, we got yeah. yelled at quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to lie. I, got, I took some abuse. I'm not scheduling that. Yeah, we literally have people walking in going, Sour Majoral's not on. And walking right, out. See you next time. Right? <laughs> and, uh, and you're like, all right, that's a, you know, we'll take it as a compliment. No, well, the, the compliment's going to happen soon. Also, in about 30 minutes, we're going to introduce uh, that beer to the, this podcast. Awesome. And it has its own personality right now. It is a beer, I feel, in the 18 months of doing this, a beer has had yet to really have a personality. And it has one. People, I asked a question. And it came down to people were asking the question to the beer instead of to you guys. So it's awesome. So that will come up soon. But uh, I think it's incredible the fact that now, and you're right when we talk about Top Brewer because if you think about it, Matt, uh, we say festivals are usually people get to try new beers. But when it comes to Top Brewer's Festival, like something like Central Florida Top Brewer's Festival, that is the beer festival for beer fans. That is saying, all right, you're coming to try, you get what's going on. These brewers are making different styles of beers that they get based on two ingredients, the hop and the malt that is chosen basically in a draft style, like a fantasy football draft or something like that, where you know once it's gone, that, that thing is gone. And people are saying, I'm willing to pay that money to try it no matter what, 
And the beer fans are saying they want more of these sours, the funkies, the alehouses, the farmhouse ales. And I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. So um, I, I love how I never pound my fist. That's how excited I got. Um, but in your doing it very well and right i think yeah coming in full force of saying and here you are in sanford now let's talk about where we are because in different episodes we had the wops hops episode where sarah got to explain how she felt about sanford and then we get to talk to robin chris and alan over at sanford and they pinpointed sanford to how they see it and then inner compass were like well we were born here this is our home da, 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 da. and they saw it from growing up you know and being here where, we'll get into Sanford. Matt, where are you from? Where are you born originally? Um, I'm originally from Bradenton, Florida. So okay. Gulf Coast. Uh-huh. Um, went to UF, spent a few years up in Virginia, came back to Orlando. Um, you know, I've been in Florida all but two years of my life. And then uh, when we say Virginia, was that college? Virginia Beach. That Virginia was, Beach. Um, Shannon was stationed in Norfolk. Oh, okay. Navy. Oh, nice. Okay. So I was able to find some work up there, moved up there with her. And nice. When she got out, we came back. Okay. And then, uh, so, what was uh, what was high school like in, in Barrington? Uh, punk rock, well, some punk rock. Yeah, there but. was definitely a few uh, punk rock shows. Me and Rob from Intercompass actually realized that we were a year or two years apart Ooh. growing up down there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah he was. Yes. Yeah. So, we had, you know, quite a big overlap of friends. Um, same taste in music. Yeah. Um, there was, you know, a pretty decent scene between some smaller places in Brenton and Sarasota, and then just mm -hmm. across the bridge in St. Pete, there was a really great music scene. Yeah, great music um, scene. And you saw the State Theater just recently got saved. Um, oh, I didn't even so, know this. So there was, Really? Yeah. Um, if that closed down, that is a <laughs> lot of my, now punk rock was happening also, yeah, you're right, in smaller venues, yeah. but where were you gonna see the fact that Social Distortion's gonna bring Peg Boy on tour with them? I'm not going to see Pegboy ever in Florida unless they're touring with somebody. So let it be the State Theater of the Boston's, the Slackers, the Toasters, great, amazing punk rock. And then I got to see the Toadies for the first time there. So they are one of my favorite bands. So one of my favorite bands of all time. An institution for, so, for the music of you know yeah. the 2000s and 90s. Though, yeah. At least for me, I know it's been around for a lot of people. And that's where we talk a lot when it comes to the 90s and 2000s. And this mm -hmm. podcast, that is important when it comes to music. So man. But we'll get into that because music is going to be talked about. And Jonathan, how about you? Where are you from? Where was uh, home? Yeah, Hometown. So moved from uh, Mississippi when I was three, so been in Florida most my whole life. Um, grew up in uh, Niceville, Florida is the name of the town. I know. It always Hold on. Wait. <laughs> finish, finish Niceville. Yeah. Florida has a Niceville. It does. Yeah. And how it, nice were people there? Was it? There you go. Number one question. Of course, you know you have it. It's like a Doctor Seuss, like Whoseville. Yeah. It's like who's who there. But it always gets even worse when I tell people that uh, in, in high school I was on the wrestling team. So then it goes to like, oh, so you had the nice wrestling team. Cool. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so I grew up in Niceville. Uh, nice it's a military town. So I grew up in military brat. My dad was military. Um, moved from uh, Niceville down to uh, Gainesville actually when I started going to college, which is actually where uh, Matt and I met through a, a friend of mine that I grew up with that started an engineering school with uh, Matt and ended up meeting me and Matt was studying over at the apartment with him all the time. So we got to know each other. Uh, and then after University of Florida, ended up down in Orlando getting my master's degree. Um, I work over at uh, EA now as my, my other other job. And then um, Matt and I you know, reconnected after uh, UF. We both uh, ended up down here in Orlando coincidentally, found each other on Facebook. Started rock climbing, and then Matt started brewing, and then uh, I couldn't have him brewing without me, so then I started Aww. brewing, and so we, we both jumped on board, and we're brewing poolside for several years before we ended up here. So then let's get into home brewing. 
Uh, when did that start? So when did you start home brewing, that, Matt? Um, looking back now, it's always like in that five to seven year yeah. range. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah dates are really very vague sometimes. <laughs> um, it's been a while back. So, you know, the first setup was, was stovetop, then brew in a bag, then the cooler on the back porch. Then we progressed to the brew magic. Um, and that's when we really started kind of honing in recipes, um, kind of taking it serious. And after we took over an entire room in my house, it, <laughs> get the look yeah, over here. Look, yep. Yeah, it's it, the I'm wife nods. It out things that don't didn't quite make it here. <laughs> um, you know, we start we got into that planning phase, just like everyone else, and it was either. Yeah, I, I guess I had the better uh, negotiating skills because I also had a room taken over in my house, but then I convinced Matt and Shannon that I should move all of my crap to their house and we'll yeah. just of their rooms because they had more square footage. So. No, brewing, brewing <laughs> equipment <laughs> wants to all house. be together. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to separate them. No. One takes it personal and it's like, hey, I'm not being, I don't know. Yeah. You know I'm trying to, that's the reason. There, there was a good reason. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so what was the first beer that you ever made, Matt? Like, what was your... I think it was a Kit Porter. Tasted like pennies. Uh, <laughs> nobody That's would my drink that flavor in beer. It yeah. really, it. I had to let it sit for six months, and I was too stubborn to get it out. So I drank about half of it by myself over the next year. Every time I actually do an episode, I put pennies in my mouth to see if I want to taste that penny beer. Mm -hmm. So I missed out, man. I'm yeah. seven years behind. Yeah. I should have done this seven years ago. Yeah, dirty penny porter. Oh. When was the last time you had a penny in your mouth? Yeah, since I beer. <laughs> and then you realize you have a flashback. You retired on the penny beer. You wake up one morning, you're like, oh shit, the pennies yeah. fell in the beer. Like you, there's like probably, a vision that you see. PTSD for me. Yeah, um, it would it would bring back some harsh memories. So. The penny porter. Yeah. The penny. Um, so that's where that started. Yeah, that first kit one. Um, you know, maybe I'll have a little, little rough start. So Always. I didn't have that immediate success where I'm like, oh, wow, this is easy. Not many do. Uh, it Not was, many you do. know, it was pretty harsh going for a while, uh, but we stuck through it. Yeah. We still have a couple recipes from those really early days. Yeah. Um, You're moving up to quarters now. You're like dimes yeah, or yeah. quarters. Like, you know what? Up. This is really like that special edition silver dollar. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, yeah. We're getting, yeah. We're getting ritzier. Um, Putting that into double IPA. That's yeah. where you want to do it with. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. And then Jonathan, how about you? What, were, what was your, I mean, you're going over to him to make beer, but what, like. Yeah, now, I mean, yeah, we were, uh, we, I mean, I think Matt, we were about the year before we opened, like significantly ramped up and was brewing a bunch and I was doing other things, but that first three, four years we were brewing, it was, you know, every weekend, both of us were doing something. Usually we do a double, uh, double brew day. Matt would start off with a batch, and somebody really wants to get a hold of us. I like the song. No, I was like hoping. Sour Joe just resonated after we talked about it. It's not people calling. Wait, I better be on this episode, guys. That's what Sour Joe sounds like. So anyway, so back when I was brewing a lot more, so my first beer was also a kit, and it was a Hefeweizen. At that time, I was picking up all my ingredients and stuff from Hart's Homebrew, and Matt was up here grabbing stuff from Sanford Brew Shop. So when we were brewing separately, those were our two spots before we kind of merged the resources. So, uh, and that it turned out, it was all right. Um, it was, you know, it was a kit beer. It was on the stovetop long before where we are now. So I have one bottle of it still. Do you really? Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. It's kind of a nostalgic thing right now. I thought you would like, like the day you opened the doors here, you like just cracked it yeah, open as it's like the I keep the saying shit. there's gonna be some like, it'll, when, the, when the time comes, it'll present itself. But I have my, it's just got a one on it because it was the first beer ever brewed, but it's- That's uh, great, man. It's gonna taste so awful. Yeah, that, yeah, it is. You know, nice yeah. Ten-year aged kid-made <laughs> Yeah. Any, I try to keep eventually exploded. Yeah. So I don't have it. It's gonna be like <laughs> super, super rusted pennies. Is what we're gonna do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So let's let's look back to what said Deviant Wolf. When did you guys say, I love what we're doing, we're making beer. Do you remember the day that you said, let's do this together, I have a name, you have a name, who had the name, how was this birth? In conversation. Yeah, the name definitely came later. We decided to start working on this small batch and push through long before we had a name. Okay. Um, now, were you passing beers out to people yet? Like, were you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Happened. Okay. We were always sharing with friends, coworkers, things like that. Um, we're doing small, even small friends events, uh, weddings, um, people... We have friends of ours that do this big, like, run event up in, in uh, Destin, Florida, which is right next to Niceville on the beach annually. Um, so we, that's we, where Niceville is. Yeah, it's like five miles from Destin. Like, usually I tell people I'm from Destin, just... But, makes it easier. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they won't laugh for five minutes at you know, Niceville. Niceville um, makes good conversation. Yeah, but still <laughs> being growing up near that beach is a gorgeous beach. But anyway, um, so we, we've done beer for weddings, been did beer for a friend's event out there that he goes and they do this big annual run up and down the beach 5K. So we've been we've been passing out beer and giving out beer for, for a while. Um, you know, we brew it, we taste it, and then we have you know, five and a half gallons left. So then we're like, all right, let's share. And then when was the day that you said, have an idea. Let's find a spot. Let's pick a name. Uh, when when was the thought of Sanford? Because obviously, beer started happening in Central Florida. Yeah. Maybe what? Fifteen breweries might have been open by the time you guys were like, okay, let's do this. Um, yeah. Actually, the thought of that we 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 took quite a while before we got to this point. We were talking about opening back when. Uh, actually, I remember we had just talked about for the first one of the first times of. You know, we want to do this. Let's go for it. And Swamphead was just opening up. Whoa! In Gainesville. Yeah. It's, Holy it's been cow! A long back to the <laughs> point that I had things priced out, and our business plan originally resembled the weekends. So when I saw them starting up before they were open, I got really excited. I said, "Well, you know, someone's going to proof a concept for us." That was three years ago when they opened the doors. Right. So, so holy cow, yeah. Four years? Yeah, yeah four to five we, years. We get a little too thorough. <laughs> Good. I mean, uh, I see where we are right now. I like that. Yeah. You know, there's a long road to it. You know, you have to find not just the confidence to it, but... That was definitely a big part the, of the hesitation. The money, the, <laughs> yeah. the equipment, then, yeah. then the space. The space did take a long time. We looked... For quite a while, um, on our own, we were. Any other cities that you were thinking of, or is we kind of looked um, a little bit in the Mills Fifty area. Um, Holy cow! Okay. It, that, I think I want to say that's probably where it started. That's we were spending a lot of time down there. Yeah, we were. Uh, was, you were living down there. Yeah, we had. We actually had asked to look at the space, um, and we're about to look at uh, where Gnarly Barley Bottle Shop is yeah, now. Yeah. Um, they weren't there, obviously. There was nothing there at that time, but there was then, supposed to be something correct. there. And yeah. Then we, we yeah. We found out when we said, "Oh, we we're looking at this space." We were working with Oscar, I believe, at that time, mm -hmm. and Oscar was like. There's this other brewery uh, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's looking at that right now. They're yeah. just trying to figure out the parking situation, but they've already kind of, like, they're already working with, like, a tentative lease on it, which ended up being 1010, and they moved around the, around the corner. So yeah. we've been, we've been looking at this. No, Charles it was, and Adam. Yeah, it was Charles and Adam, too. Oh, was so it? So 1010. Well, because 1010 also looked yeah, at Yeah, 1010 looked at it first, yeah. and it was staying vacant. And yeah. I remember it just wasn't, yeah. And then, yeah, uh, Broken Strings wanted yeah. to move in there. And that, that was happening for a while, too, and it just yeah. never happened. And then GB Bottle Shop happened. Right. So. so kind of that area, too, what we've always looked for is we've always wanted a place that either had foot traffic with good neighbors and or an area that you could be active at. You could run. You could bike. And that area already had. Yeah, that bike trail. trail everything mm -hmm. there. Um, 
Um, so what, we moved along from there. We looked at a few other places. I live in Oviedo, so we looked there. Prices weren't right. Yeah. Yeah. The city wasn't quite ready for things then. And I, then, and I think also you have to see yourself being an active brewery doing well now to maybe start something in Oviedo, and that looks like it's happening right yeah. now. So you, you see things like that. You, what's crazy to me is I, I remember hearing you guys were moving in here into Sanford. I said, perfect. And then I found out the spot that you're moving into, and I went, holy shit, you guys, this is the prime spot. You're on the main street. Like, honestly, you're on the main street. And really, anywhere in Sanford, let's be honest. Yeah. Anywhere, you're good. As long as you're in the downtown area. You're in the historical center. So, like, I mean, it's a historical site. You're good. Oh, yeah. But this... Super fortunate. So we, we uh, um, happening with my wife and I that day, but we used to come once a month and just, you know, on the weekends, because there's always an event going on in Sanford, just taking a stroll. Yeah. And at that time, we'd been actively looking for over a year for space. Um, we walked by the window of this place and then saw that it was like a for rent and it's like like that wasn't there last month So we called from right there on the spot said like can you come meet us like like now? And awesome. Like, well, we can't now we can meet you tomorrow We just put the sign up the day before so we got lucky we caught it going up within 24 hours um, And then we found out even after we signed our lease, uh, you know the, 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 um, Steven this guy that owns the building super cool guy very nice. We met out with him um, He actually we found out after the fact that he met with us out of just a courtesy because we called and we just put the thing up that he was reserving the spot for a, another business that was looking to relocate. But Matt and I and his realtor, who's also a UF grad, so other Gators, got hey, into Hey, Gators we, pride. We pitched the smiled, Matt smiled so big. We found out that later that day, he said, yeah, I'm in. Like, you guys are, you know, like the enthusiasm and the passion, like got him pumped. And he's like, I would love to have a brewery like under like one of my roofs. So, He's like, you guys got it. And then we found out later that he was potentially holding it for someone else. But the, the stars aligned. I mean, ended up out here. And then as Matt said, proximity to outdoor activities was a big thing for us. So having Lake Monroe and the Riverwalk, and there's plans to um, two things going on. One is they're going to be connecting a trail from East Coast to West Coast. Okay. Um, so it's the, what do they call that? I forgot the name of it. There's a name for it. But it's, it's of the cross Florida Trail. Yeah, so it crosses the entire state, uh, and then there's also um, there's plans over the next couple of years, and they've already got the uh, approvals from the state and federal for it. But uh, making a trail uh, that goes all the way around Lake Monroe, which will be about I think it's like 27 miles. Holy cow! So we've got you know things that we want to do as far as like you know like longer bike rides, triath uh, triathlons, marathons. That's all going to be here pretty in the near future. So. We found home here. All right, well, let's get into it then. Let's get into it. Um, very active in the outdoor, in the outdoors. Uh, I'm not, I'm not, as people can start seeing, 18 months of doing a podcast. But, um, Never too late. Come but, on right, there we go. There we go. It's that attitude. <laughs> you're going to be my boot camp. Uh, so, but yeah, you're very active into the outdoors and you're bringing that into the brewery. You're bringing that into what you're doing. Uh, when I walked in, I've been here before, but looking at the wall, the metals, you heard me go, holy shit. Like, at first I'm going, wait, how many festivals have you guys done? And, da, da, da. and then I look and you start to see, you know, run 5K, they're on there. Uh, but these are, these are half marathon, 5K, maybe marathon medals that you, that you have, but also that your patrons have. Like, so let's talk about that. You're very active in the outdoors. You want to bring that into the brewery. Go. I want to hear about this because I need to start running again. Sure. No, I don't. No, I don't. Um, the wife yeah. loves this episode now. Yeah, She's so like, I, new favorite episode. He's going to do it. <laughs> yeah, so I know we, we uh, most of this will be focused on the beer, but uh, just like, you know, the piece of the, the history there, Matt and I meeting and hanging out and coming to this is 
um, it was really that collective vision of, of bringing, um, you know, our, our vision for overall the, uh, the business is promoting balance in the lives of others. Um, and balance to us is like getting the right amount of outdoor, outdoor activity, being environmentally responsible, you know, meeting and being involved in your community. Um, so for the active piece of it, uh, Matt and I had been, you know, and Shannon and, and Kendall, like all four of us are the owners, um, we do rock climbing, we meet up and go travel to Tennessee, and we did, you know, backpacking and hiking and paddleboarding, canoeing. I Matt love and that. Tons of adventure races together uh, through a company in Florida called FLX Adventures. Um, so, you know, the, uh, the draw for us for part of that, I think, was just that, like, uh, you know, uh, evolutionary behavior of we're stuck behind desks and offices all day long, and it's like, like we got to like have that other counterbalance to you know being in the office. Let's get outdoors. Um, let's have a good beer. Let's just socialize and things. So we wanted to bring that and share that experience with other people through the brewery as being that kind of hub of hey, have a, come and have a great beer. Which by the way tastes so much better after you've done like a big run outside or 5K. If you accomplish something that you're like sweating your butt yeah. off, and you're like oh my god, I'm exhausted. Well, give me a beer. Yeah. Um, so that's just a little bit of my piece. So just feel free to pile on there. I mean, I think that covers a lot of it. That's really, I mean, where we came from. And, you know, as a group, um, that's what we've always been doing. We've been outside, we've been traveling. You know, we wanted to bring that in here. And you can tell from the mural wall. I love the mural wall. 13 foot by 32 foot mountain mural. Yeah. You know, a lot of people come in, they're like, you're in Florida. Well, yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean we can't. You know, no, I love it. Create our own um, environment. Yeah. And think I think about I hugged the wall when I first came in. I was like, <laughs> I love this. Because Pacific Northwest is my favorite place. I mean, it is. Uh, Sanford has the couch races too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's my kind of race. So if you need someone to sit on the couch and you guys push it, um, I will. I won't eat for a week. I'll be a little lighter, but uh, but that's my kind of thing. Uh, so off the top of your head, Matt, how many how many uh, races have you done can you can you even imagine i, I don't even know i can count um, so there you go that means a true runner it, I've, been doing <laughs> it, I've been doing it since i was a kid really I okay raced, yeah i mean Damn. i used to run you know quarter and half mile races when i was like 10. that's crazy um, and okay. then played sports throughout high school you know a few injuries here and there and a few breaks based on that but other than that you know with my wife's a triathlete she does um, quite a few triathlons. She's got me into one of those. I used to do more road and uh, trail racing. Um, We're well, editing all this so the wife doesn't hear. I, we will have an episode that goes out to the public, but I'll have a jillion one where <laughs> yeah, we don't yeah. hear the wife triathlon. Okay, yeah, yeah. She bought I, two paddleboards. Nice. This guy right here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pointing behind me in like my my seven o'clock. Hi, Adam. How are you? Hi, Adam. Yeah. Hey. Great. So two paddleboards live in my house now. It was one. It was one. Right. And then, uh, but no, I actually said, if you do buy the second, because it was a really good price, I would do that with her. So, so yeah. How many times have you been out on that paddle? Oh, well, it was last Monday that we did this. So, yeah. um, she's doing that today. So now she went to Bikram and now uh, paddle boarding probably today. Nice. <laughs> but not with me. Uh, I'm busy. My Mondays <laughs> yeah. mean, you know, the podcast. Yeah, so, I mean, fine. Yeah. We could have rescheduled for you. Yeah, no, it's okay. So, <laughs> and then how about you, Jonathan? Uh, you can't even either, right? Uh, know how many uh, yeah, you've done. Number of races? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, like, I got a stack of medals. Like I said, we brought some that I donated here, but we didn't want to fill the wall with our medals. We wanted it to be other people, so I left a bunch of those at home. But like outside of just organized races, like just in general, like non-race things is just... Um, you know, I'll get together with like friends, buddies of mine. Sometimes we'll just go to, for example, a few years ago we went to Talladega National Forest, and we're just like, all right, 
we're just gonna spend three days, you know, being primitive, running around in the woods with uh, that's awesome. minimal gear and hiking and, that's and See, that's awesome. drinking whiskey. <laughs> um, Gotta stay hydrated. Sure Gotta stay hydrated. Um, so uh, anyway, yeah, pr pretty. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't give you a count on all the races. That's crazy. That that's two. I have two. So yeah. there you go. <laughs> I mean, maybe three now. Two. I don't know. And then, okay. You're going to come do one with us. Yeah. And I will. I will. We'll have an episode of yeah, that. We'll like, get to so. the day when you're like, I can't Holy shit. You know, let's, yeah, right. Maybe. Um, <laughs> since we're doing video now, that would be a funny episode to see me. Nobody wants to see me run. But after, I hear that <laughs> from, a, I heard that. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I heard that back there. Paul's still on his phone. Oh, Good. No. Okay, yeah, no, he's on his phone. Present. He's gonna be like, he's actually typing out going, I have the date, he's finding out. <laughs> he's on events planning right now. That's what's happening. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna talk to our first beer. Um, we have four here, so let's let's start. We're at the halfway point, so let's go for it. Uh, Matt, I'm gonna let you pick. Which one are we going with today for let's, first? Let's first. start with the newest. Um, number two here, that's Crimea Brassberry. Okay. Yep. Um, so every once in a while we get a little bored, we wanna do something a little silly. So Justin Timberlake decided to put blueberries inside of raspberries and call them brassberries. So we decided to put it in a beer. <laughs> is that really what that's, happened? That's the whole story. Uh, can we uh, run around at Timberlake? So that could be ooh. a, see, I'm staying yeah, with the, the exactly. active. Hello. Um, so what I had to do today, this isn't free beer based on the podcast. I, I put my medal up for, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, but that is yeah. true though. You do that, right? So yeah. someone donates a medal, they get a free beer. Correct. Yeah. And I love back to staying the, on this. Yeah. Being centered around like promoting you know, people to be active and like encouraging that. Yeah. You can, uh, you know, anybody listening, um, bring in a, a race medal. Uh, we'll hang it up on the wall. You write your name on the ribbon. Um, I know people always ask, do you have to, you keep it? Well, the answer is yes. Um, it stays on the wall. We post it up there for everyone to see, and then you get a free beer and you can do that once per month. So if you have a box of them, I guess, uh, you know, bring uh, pro, pro tip, uh, bring in one a month and just distribute them out and get your free beer every month. And that's awesome. Get a race medal on the wall. All right. To Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake. <laughs> he has a new album, doesn't he? I don't know. I don't know. He's uh, he's Justin Timberlake. I'll do something. Mm. Yep, so that's our sour blonde base. Yes. Treated with the brass berries. A sour blonde base. This is because it doesn't hit you so hard. This is so drinkable. Yeah, oh, light tart. This is my fruit juice right now. Yeah. This is fantastic. Oh yeah, oh, it's way too, oh my God. Way too sessionable. <laughs> it's way too. Yeah. And what is it? A five point five? Yeah, is, about that. Yeah. yeah. Everything on the sour blondes, I generally keep them in between five and five and a half. This may be. I mean, you got the numbers. Is this the like the most tart, the lowest like pH that we've done since we opened? This one, no. No? Uh, okay. But the, it's got a little bit. Yeah, the raspberries kind of help. They add a yeah. tartness as well. Oh, this is great. All right. I know this isn't really your thing. Do you want to try it? Okay. We, we have been accused of making the, uh, the gateway of sours. Like, Matt, like, no, don't get us wrong. Like, we mm -hmm. can drink some tart beer, like Tart of Darkness style, like pucker yeah. you up. But um, what we have, you know, what Matt's been doing is making a little more approachable sours. So um, we've definitely had people come in that, I've heard it enough now. I don't drink sours, so we right. slide them a sour, and we usually get well, get some people hooked. My, it, it was a secret. I'll give it out now. Is I'm kind of doing the inverse <laughs> of what Budweiser did for years. Is they weaned people off of hops to make it cheaper for them uh, over like 20 uh -huh. years, right? They were lowering the IBUs yeah. and all the beers. Yeah. So that way, when hoppy beers did come out, it you know it shocked everyone. They couldn't handle it. <laughs> they were just trying to margin. We're gonna do the opposite. We're gonna have these approachable <laughs> sours, yeah. and people won't know it. But as we go along, they're gonna get more, more sour, sour and a sour. Bit, yeah, you know, a few more cultures in there, and one day 
their friend's gonna go, I can't drink this. I've never had a sour before. That's way too tart. Let's start them over from the bottom. Mm -hmm. It's such a good idea, though. I mean, honestly, uh, and what's sad is I didn't ask the magic question, what's the ABV on this? I kind of took the control to say, uh, you know, say, is it that? And people always love the idea of that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where I come into the brewery and I'm like, you know, I love to taste all the candy and, and, and not play stupid, but just uh, and kind of really try to get as much information as I can out of you about the beer. And this one, though, it, it is just, I get it. Started off this way, and I like mine tartier, I do. Right. But if it is right now in the summer, and I know it's hot, and as I've been Pokemon going for the last two days on community days, um, I know this is what I want to drink right now, and that is... An excellent beer. Justin Timberlake would be proud. Yeah. So, nice. I just Pleasure. realized my next. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I know how to get you to run your 5K. We're oh boy. Have a Pokey 5K. How many Pokemon can you get? I, I try. How get up to Pokemon turn around. How many can you get in this distance? Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it in a <laughs> heartbeat. Gonna, I'll do it. We're gonna see this guy from not running to first place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it. Honestly, Paul and I, we will get in our umbros. Is that a thing? Umbros. umbros? No, no. Do I think we should. We should do a the race with a twist. Is you have to dress as your favorite Pokemon character for the race. Yes. Wait. We'll cosplay it. I would have to change five times. Cosplay every every 1K, I would have to <laughs> change. But uh, that's such a good idea. Okay. So, uh, Niantic, if you heard us, we are creating our first Pokemon uh, something K. You heard it here. Yeah. Come, so, come to Sanford. Run with the Pokemon. Right. So, come to Sanford. You just said that. Come to Sanford. Uh, how is the how is how's the locals? How are they treating you? How how's everything going here? It's it's been incredible, honestly. Like we jump back to where we kind of looked before. Um, I can't imagine what it would be like if we landed anywhere else. Right. So Mills Fifty, uh, you're it would be close to the downtown area. Yeah. You, you're close to family like Ten Ten. Great, great heart. But when you see a lot of the food down there, it's a lot of Asian culture. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how. I Except, down there. right. Oh man, I spend a lot of time over. <laughs> you have the fuzz down there. You'll yeah. have the. You have your little, the buns. Um, the ba ba bow. Bow. Yeah. You have your bow, uh, and there's places there that aren't really, too. Okay, it's not as friendly. I, they're doing what they do, and they're doing great what they do. You know, you'll have your pig Floyd's. He's yeah. he's you know he's doing his stuff. It's not like every day he come into the brewery and go, hey, let's set something up for next week. Sure. Blah, blah blah. It's definitely more big city feel. It's a big city feel. Right. Um, I have to agree with you though. When we look at something like this, how am I calling myself? Um, I just noticed that. I looked over. I'm like, that is my phone number. Uh, weird. It's. It's me calling, going, "Hey, I just found out you're running a 5K. Yeah. It's in the future. I just, I just <laughs> ran it. You might not want to do this ever again. Stop this! Stop this interview. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's in the interview now. I should call him before he says it. Uh, but, but honestly, I think you're right. It comes down to the locals. I love the locals here. When Josh Oakley said he's bringing smiling bison yeah. here, I went, "You're nuts, dude. Are you insane?" He closed the Bennett yeah, and said, "This no. is the only one I have now." And good on you. I think it's amazing. I love it here. I love coming to Sanford. I really do. Uh, you had Wops Hops. You have Sanford here. Yeah. Uh, you know, are they, how have they been to you? Because they're not far. They're only a few blocks away. Oh, not far at all. Not yeah. far at all. So how are they? How, uh, you know, how are they? In incredibly open. Right. Greg's always been more than helpful. Um, the crew at Sanford. I mean, I bought Black Hall from them um, when I run low. Yeah. They helped me get my kegs cleaned. Yeah, our yeah, opening, opening beer. beer. Uh, we brewed at two different breweries to get open. 
Um, you know, and that goes back to Broken Strings. Yeah, I was going to say, we already announced one of them yeah, earlier. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and them. I mean, you know, Charles and Adam and uh, Gina and Ken. It, we started almost collaboratively, you know, because we had to. That's yeah. just what it took to get started. So people have always been open to helping us. And it's no different here. You know, when we leave here for a day, if we want a quick drink, like we go to one of those three yeah. breweries, yeah. you know, or we walk over to Tuffy's. It's it's working with the people that you actually spend time with, too. Like this, I love that. This city has a lot of unique things about it. Um, there's monthly community cleanups. We just go around and pick up the trash. That's awesome. Um, uh, you know, when you see those food truck events and the other concerts and couch races and things like that, like, you just don't get that anywhere else. Yeah. You know, what, what a lot of these businesses do and have done to bring everyone together is extremely unique to Sanford, I think. And to say uh, unique, is it more younger, like our age coming in, than it is, and I don't feel like we're pushing the older crowd out. I think it's just they want to feel beers like this and they want food that we're seeing from, let's say, Bison. I'm trying to think of more, but obviously you've had the, the German place, Willow Creek? Willow Tree, yeah. Willow Tree, yeah, Willow yeah. Tree. Yeah. I mean, they've been here forever, yeah. and that's gonna always be packed, especially yeah. during the World Cup. But you're seeing how busy it is in even these smaller places. Yeah, you're pointing next door. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, honestly, when we were trying to go in there before, busy. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. yeah. We've definitely observed um, uh, from you know us to, to the other breweries. Like we all have our own kind of you know we've been talking about our culture, but they have their own kind of culture and vibe. And uh, yeah, we definitely observed that. You know, we have different demographics. I mean, there's definitely some crossover, but we have yeah. a different demographic that's. Uh, that appeals to you know what we're providing versus others, and that's also what makes having multiple breweries in one area so awesome. Is you can just go from one to the other, and it's as it you should know, be. We're all serving great craft beer, but you're going to get something completely different. Yeah. So let's uh, let's taste something completely different in the next one. Who's next? You want to go for it? Wait, what's the go for it? Do you want to save it? Let's save it for the next one because <laughs> I'm going to get a little more into this area still. So okay. let's let's save it so for the next one. Let's go with number seven here. Okay. Better than never. This is um, better than never. Sorry. Six percent IPA. Yes. It's an IPA. Yeah. Centennial, Cascade, yes. Mosaic. Yes. So it's kind of a blend of the old and the new. I love that. All right. And what did you say the ABV was? It's six point one. Okay. What it is. So we. You know, we're that's a good number though for an idea. Slightly in the summer series yeah. right now. We'll yeah. get some easy approachable beers to balance out because we have mm. a couple of bigger ones on there too. But this one's easy drinking. Um, <clears throat> we really wanted to focus on the Centennial Cascade as well. Yeah, you do. You know, we want to love that. It, it's real easy to fall on the Citra Everything trap, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and especially I'm, for the summer. Oh yeah, especially for the summer. Yeah, and I'm guilty of it as yeah. well. So we try and um, you know play with the hops and get different combinations, and we're still finding new ones that work, finding a few that aren't as well. So this is. Um, Man. You know, it's whether it's going to be a staple beer or not, mm -hmm. everything kind of depends. We're not overly committed to repeating beers unless we just have to. I was going to ask that too. Um, okay, so let's, it kind of actually will fit into the next question I was going to ask of right now you are, how many beers, do, okay, so how many taps are available in this tap room right now? There's, there's 16 up there. Okay. Um, and of yours, how many do you have on? We vary right now in between about 8 and 12. Okay, right. Um, so you're still catching up to how many you, right now you do have guest taps, but usually the future is never to have guest taps, you know, to have yours always in rotation. Absolutely. But when that happens, then we start looking at maybe even getting it into 
some of the local businesses that are around here for not saying it's distribution but distribution i mean locally are there places here that have already said we want your beers here are there are there restaurants or celery city tuffies like things exactly like that exactly that yeah um i mean early on we we kind of varied between scrimshaw and underduck mm -hmm. so uh you know dan we'll mention dan <laughs> after, as, after you should. Um, I mean, as you should i mean he came in and he was like all right you know i like I like the style um <laughs> but you know cross promoting between them between celery and next door um with nat we already do food pairings with Love our beer it. with him good um you know bison places like that that we could just have it sit there that'd be great um that being said we're not really in a rush for it exactly you're not um we're still finding the, the rhythm and the pace that the beers move through here figuring out what we want to make more of you know what we really want to keep on but it's more for us than anybody else um are there other beers you know that we can still come up with that might you know just haven't quite thought of yet yeah and jonathan yeah. as business goes is that something you would like to see happen faster than like sooner than later well, never. Um, but is it something that you would like to see happen faster to get more beer out there or are you enjoying the fact that it's five months in you're getting a groove uh, people are coming in for a beer and getting mad that the beer is not in I think that's fantastic <laughs> I think that's awesome especially for a beer that I have dreamt about um, wow. it's, oh it's <laughs> Telling you, man, we're we're gonna we are going to introduce Deep this beer. I, if it could talk, I wish it could because people have questions for this beer. Um, it, it's just crazy to me. Is it something that you would like to see happen sooner of getting the brand out there faster, or is it? Are you enjoying this? Come in, enjoy enjoy the AC in a, a local <laughs> in, a, in a tap room like this. Yeah, I think uh, uh, it was never our plan to go like big distribution, but as Matt said, it's kind of some strategic like key placements of our beer, uh, mostly for. Uh, us getting out there for really it's like our funnel so for people that may not have heard of us That's yet true. or you know didn't know that we got open having a, a few key spots around town and then you know we're in talks with potentially once that time comes a few in outside cities of Sanford where we can just put a beer on tap uh, we'll let people taste something like Sour Manjaro and go you know holy cow where's this place at this is what the goal is um, so I'm uh, I'm not rushing it. Matt, Matt's gonna make the call. Uh, he's out there, you know. He's he's sweating in the back, brewing all the time. So when he tells me that he can handle it, uh, I, I'm ready for it. Um, but not for like I said, not mass distribution. Just there's a few key places I'd, I'd love to get us out in, so that way more people can can find us and also be dreaming about Sour Manjaro. <laughs> it's true. Um, and so let's talk about uh, beer, beer tastings, and beer pairings. Uh, beer tastings is a thing that I feel. Uh, hasn't quite locked on yet. Uh, it's something that I think is still people drink beer to converse, hang out, talk. Uh, and people look at wine as a thing that... It, I love the name of a place on Edgewater. Uh, my friends bought a place called Cavanaugh, and they call it Digress. And I love the fact that people go, I don't know if I like the name, da -da -da, and I love the fact that wine brings conversation as well. And you did da, da, da and I digress, like kind of like going into San Francisco. Well, guys, I digress. Let's talk about beer pairings that's, that's and tastings. Uh, something I'd like to get more into, but with with beer and beer pairings, I love this. Everybody's a foodie now. Uh, everybody's a foodie now. I would say more people have watched uh, food episodes of food, like uh, web series, uh, even from web series down to. Uh, web, uh, we'll look at Anthony Bourdain probably trying to make food so popular uh, and it was interesting because the day I met him I was like 
I want to ask him about food. I want to ask him so much about food, but I know he's going to be like, fuck you, get out of my face. Yeah. And he, and we didn't. We talked about film for most of the time, and then more and more, and then finally he took me out for food. Uh, I was like, okay, that's how you get into uh you know, food, I guess. But we were watching a lot more food and understanding it not from cooking. We're watching it based on people sitting and talking about it and doing that. I'd like to see beer happen the same way. But with uh, beer pairing, uh, beer, yeah, beer pairings, uh, how successful are those? And you being open for five months, but how cool is that to see people trying different beers with different foods? And is it successful for you? Do you like the idea? Um, absolutely. I mean, it, I think it gives you a chance to highlight both. Um, yeah. if, you, if you especially you find the common ground between them, um, going from almost appetizers through a full meal to whether it's pairing with the sauces. Um, I mean, the desserts are obviously everyone's favorite. You know, you <laughs> yeah. get those big yeah. decadent flavors. Um, people love it. So it, it it can do two things. It can bring people in who aren't necessarily gonna normally drink those beers mm -hmm. and just see how they can apply to their local food. But it can do the opposite as well to bring people who aren't sitting down for five course meals and they normally just want to sit down and have a beer. Yeah. But see how it applies because you know a lot of us can sit and talk all day about flavor profiles, you know, the difference in what the yeast, you know, base grains can do for everything. To a lot of people, they just want it to be a stout. Yeah. You know, they just want it to be hoppy. Um, but there's there's so much more depth there, and I think that that helps cross it over and makes you look into it a little bit more. I like that. Honestly, when we look at at beer, people do. They just want to either come in and say, that's what I want right now. And not even right now. Honestly, there's days where I will go into a tap room and notice that this is what I want right now. And I will go to a stout like after and be like, how the hell did I just go from like, let's say, you know, everybody's, you know, the, the Berliner to a sour to a, and now I'm like, let's get that stout. Let me say goodnight on a stout. And I love the fact that it's ever changing. Like your taste buds are ever changing, and it's so rad. And I want—I can't wait to get more into it. I'd and we got fortunate here, also in Sanford, being you know. I think I think you sound like you're pretty you know a foodie. I've heard you talk about it before. I wouldn't call myself that. I like to eat, but I don't know a lot as much about. I like to eat as much as I do about beer. But um, having a, like Josh over here at Smiling Bison, and then right on the other side of the wall right here is uh, Nat over at Tennessee Truffle. Um, you know, both are kicking out some great things and starting to get recognition in the Central Florida area uh, for you know being chefs. And we actually just started a program now that you'll start seeing on Thursdays. We saw the first one last Thursday of um, Tennessee truffle and uh, like a beer pairing. So Matt and Nat, Matt, so Matt and Nat, uh, Chef Nat and uh, Brewer Matt, um, you know, talk about hey, what are you cooking? Here's what I've got available for brewing. They do some tasting and sniffing of beer and say, all right, this is the pairing. And then we do a quick 30 second, 60 second video that we've been putting up on uh, social media. Good. Um, saying like, all right, you know, Nat talks about the food, we talk about the beer, here's why they pair together. And then, you know, people come out and they actually, Tennessee Truffle will run their food over here. So it's been fun that, you know, we get people over here now ordering, you know, the pairing and then they run over the dish and then they're sitting here and like, you know, Instagramming, taking photos. That's and where it's at. Pairing it. it's, it's really cool. I love it. So, okay. You ready? Something unique, uh -oh. something different. Let's bring out number 12. All right. <laughs> so I love how I won't even give the name. I mean, we've said the name many times in this episode already. So it have to be Sour Manjaro. Sour Manjaro. Um, so people, now we are national. People are listening to this podcast like crazy now. And uh, how do you explain what is in my hand right now? Um, we wish smell-o-vision was a thing. I know. Yes. Um, yes. Because it really 
tends to play games. I mean, it's crystal clear. It's very light. Um, yeah. Again, it's it's a it's a riff off the sour blonde bass. Um, comes out very clear. But as soon as it gets anywhere close, as soon as it's poured, you start to smell that coffee. Yeah. Um, it's it's a lighter roast. It's kind of chocolatey. It's kind of hazelnut. It's you know it's a little bit earthy. Um, and what most people say is this shouldn't work. I don't want coffee in my sour beer. Um, but it does. It's, there you go. You just gave it a tagline. <laughs> I don't want coffee in my sour beer. But it does. So the it's aroma comes in first. That's inst- what you yes. Get. Instantly. Instantly. You take that sip and that sour blonde base just comes through. Right as it starts to finish out tart, that coffee flavor comes in and finishes it up for you. So everybody wants to know. Uh, sour Manjaro, how do you taste so good? But also, that was your question. Also, uh, say hi. Tell it I say hello. So hello. I'm gonna take my sip because it has been about three months, four months since I've had a sip right. of this. By God, this, this is so, so good. You just describe it like it's a drug. It's been oh, three months. So good. You know, it's been, been, three. been clean for now, two months, but here I have I have I have a French press tattooed on me. So <laughs> and sours are some of my favorites ever. This is sincerely, it is an epic beer. This is this is crazy. I love this beer so much. Um, how, when did you go, when did you, it, was it a freaking um, Reese's peanut butter commercial where you got my chocolate in, in my peanut butter? Was it like, is that how it happened? Like there, what happened? There's no direct um, cause. What happened was I like to brew these sour bases, split them and treat them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was racking my brain for probably a good three weeks running around to every Hispanic and Asian marketplace in the world, trying to find enough dragon fruit, trying to find enough kiwi, trying to find anything that I wanted to use that was in season in an amount that wouldn't, you know, break the bank. Right. And after a few weeks of just being frustrating, I'd kind of just given up. I'm like, whatever, we just got a sour blonde. And then as you tend to do when you're in the middle of trying to start a business and things like that, sometimes you wake up in the middle of the night stressed out. Mm -hmm. In this Mm -hmm. case, I woke up Sometimes. At 4 a.m. Sometimes. <laughs> Those 2 a.m. texts. Uh, sometimes you wake up and just said, shit, I'm putting coffee in it. <laughs> yeah. That was that. Yeah. You know, then it took me another week to figure out what kind of coffee. And so mm-hmm. she had to deal with me. Eight different bags of coffee. <laughs> All right, here, drink this. Drink that one. And you're allowed to invite me over anytime and say, hey, you want to drink coffee? I'm good with that. (laughs) Were you going for Africa? Oh, I guess you were. Okay, so so you were were looking for that that region. You uh, needed that region. Well, after we got it done, we were drunkenly discussing the name. And just got you know the the wrong country for Kilimanjaro. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, Americans were terrible at geography. Um, uh, it's it's just, okay. It's in the Gang of Use episode that we, we sat yeah, with a band called Gang of Use from Australia. So extremely ignorant of so many things. I made the joke where I go, you understand, only three to five percent of Americans have been to Australia, and they and they make the joke of going, you understand that a hundred percent of Australians have been to America. <laughs> like I have no clue what is in Australia. I love you guys. I will go one day, but I'm out after that. Like, that's it. Yeah, so then, you know, we went back and blended the coffees a little bit more.
more to make it, you know, geographically accurate. So that way when everyone asked, And nobody would still know. Oh, yeah, Come on. They wouldn't know. I'm not gonna tell you what coffee it is anyway. So <laughs> that's that's one of the few things I'm tight lipped about now is what I love is. it. Well it's a blend of African beans. So, there you go. Yes. Yes. Have you read the story of Saramanjaro on Google? <laughs> There's a story. There's a story? Did you read it? Did you? <laughs> uh, it was me. I'm sorry. Here's a little right, Easter Tobias, egg. Here you go. Easter egg for everyone. Uh, it's even for Matt. Matt. Matt doesn't actually, know. I've been waiting for you to say it? something. Uh, I had to fill out when we first set up a, it's a website on Google uh, descriptors for the beers, and it was late at night, and I wrote this long, um, we'll call it fictional slash non-fictional story about <laughs> how Matt uh, sources the beans by traveling to Africa. I, it's pretty ridiculous. Shannon, you haven't found it yet either? Well, she's on the computer right now going go. on it. Uh, so Easter egg, if you want to go look up the true story of how Matt finds the African coffee beans for Saramanjaro, I wrote the story. Well, we'll, we'll add that too because at the Top Brewer Fest, we were saying, because that beer doesn't look like what you get yeah. either. It's yeah. not what you expect. So what was our tagline? Like, Welcome to Deviant Wolf, fuck your brain. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get what you expect. Um, <laughs> And obviously, in our origin stories, you're probably not going to know if it's true or not anyways. You know, I mean, are we making it up? Are we, you know, is that the real story? So, you know. I love that. <laughs> I need to get you in a, like, you're just like a hunter. I don't even, is it cold in, in Kilimanjaro? Yeah, right? No. Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, All the times you've trekked there, man. <laughs> Read well, the story. I, if I tell you, then you'll know what season that I'm there. No, oh, that's true. That's I was going to say, we need to get you in like yeah. all your codes and like a hiking yeah, stick. And we'll just take it in front of this so people think you're actually still hiking. <laughs> but uh, all right, let's talk to the last. Well, no, we, we talked to Saramanjaro. So, uh, Chris, Lissandra, thank you guys for wanting to know more about the Saramanjaro because Saramanjaro is my. It is, it is insane. It is a beautiful, beautiful. The beautiful beer made up stories the <laughs> <laughs> of what a coffee blend that you're gonna use yeah, actually, uh, uh, actually from the, Ecuador the food in this beer is we actually like formally met Josh from smiling bison because the first week we opened um, he was sitting up at the bar and he came in every day for about five days ordering sour manjaro sitting there drinking it and just shaking his head and then he finally asked for the, the curator. Who's the curator of this place? Matt wasn't here. So I went and talked to him and introduced myself. Josh called like, it a curator. Uh, yeah, that's what he asked for. <laughs> Can I speak to the curator, please? Uh, so I came by and he was like, hi, I'm Josh from the Smiling Bison. I'm the chef slash owner over there. And he's like, I don't know why this works. <laughs> so he's just looking at me like puzzled. And I was like, man, I gotta let Matt know. It's like, we got a, you know, a known chef over here who just, who understands how, like, you know, trying, experimenting with flavors and profiles on the palate. And I've watched we, him. We've blown his mind. <laughs> a lot. I've known Josh Oakley for yeah. 18 years now or so. Almost 20. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, I remember the first day he started working where someplace I was working. I was programming for film festivals. And, um, and I remember when he got hired on as the chef there, the head chef. And just was like, he would always be like, hey, I tried, I, this is something I cooked. Here, here's something I made. Here, this is something. I'm always be like taking it right upstairs and going, da, da, da. love him. I love Oakley. He's, he's such a good dude. Um, I know for a fact there is some of Jillian's photography from the last oh, yeah. day open at the Bennett uh, location. Huh. So this is where I probably should cover the mic and go, in the Samford one. But uh, yeah, I know I need to go. I need to go to the Samford one. All right, so let's try the last one. We're going to get into rounding third, a lot where we talk about music and um, the future 
of Deviant Wolf. But uh, what are we going to be tasting right here? So what is the... So this is the Coconut Inquisition. Yeah, boy. So this is 8% stout, toasted coconut, vanilla 8% beans. stout. 8% stuff. Yeah, it's Monday morning. With flavor morning. in there. And yes. Yeah, it's Monday, it's Monday, Monday morning. morning. You well, made this knowing that this yes. the, the interview was going to happen. We need to have 8%. All right. And everybody's loving their coconut. Whoa. Yeah, so you're going to get all your chocolate malts. Got a yeah. Good, good vanilla backbone that kind of rounds it out. Right. And what, about 30, 35 pounds of toasted coconut flakes mm. in there? I haven't had, I haven't poured this for myself in a while, but this just settles out and gets better and better. Yeah, yeah it's smoothed out. This... It's, this goes great with a tilapia uh, fish fillet, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm trying to beer. think the whole breakfast again, yeah, man. Like avocado toast and some other stuff. No, I love that. I'm like, hey, what'd you have for breakfast? I need 10 seconds just to level it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. sorry. Jonathan's going for like two minutes of like. Then I went ahead and got some Brussels sprouts from the from the backyard. And, yeah. No, I think it's amazing. Your breakfast sorry. sounded so that the audience will never hear. But oh, I put God. it up here, man. That is amazing. If I had time to do that, <laughs> I do. I have all the time to do that. My, like uh, it's only Joy and I and the puppies and three cats. Uh, my and, people like, think it's weirder because I, I I do breakfast for my two year old because he gets up, uh, you know, usually like around on time. I'm cooking after I've worked out, um, and he eats what I eat. So I got my two year old eating eggs and tilapia with me in the morning, and he now does this in the morning. He wakes up. I like fish. It on. I like fish, Dad. So he wants to. You are passing that along oh for generations God, to do. What have I done? Tilapia. Hey, is that the Google card? No, that's for my Pokemon Go. We're, we're, <laughs> we are actually, we are getting a, a map of what I'm going to run to get all my Pokemon. <laughs> I already called them. While, while you said it, I texted them. I go, hey, Niantic. I was on I was Twitter. Like, the first four seconds so of that here. sentence, I was like, he is serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he was doing on his phone a yeah. second ago. Um, okay, so what bands help you make some of this beer? So what do you like to listen to while you're making beer? It goes back to a lot of that 90s grunge, um, mm -hmm. the old punk rock. Um, we've got a beer coming out this week, if I can get a keg, called Tart Shaped Box. Yes! Tobias is like, right up. He'll come back for it. Um, <laughs> that's, that's a dry hop sour. Um, we're going to do kind of a riff on that. So it, 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 it's that time frame, you know, that middle school. Can we, can we put peppers in this and make a Mexican hairless? Now, I'm not kidding. I love the Toadies, man. Rubberneck is one of my favorite albums. Yeah. And the opening of that. Wait, a Mexican hairless is what? A Chihuahua? Kind of. Chupacabra? Chupacabra? Yeah. I mean, it resembles. It's the Toadies. I don't know, man. They, the name of their beers. I mean, the name of their songs. Watch, someone right now is going, he doesn't know what a Mexican hairless is. <laughs> it's like, it's like, oh, he's, it's, it's, a, it's a perverted thing. I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I, we could, knowing the Toadies. I'm totally up for a Toadies beer. I'm totally up for Absolutely. a Toadies beer. Nobody, a backslider, a quitter. Make it like the lowest ABV. They, they have a, a sponsored one from out there, but it's a- Oh yeah, 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 don't they? Or lager, it's a, it's a Pilsner. Possum yeah, it's a Possum Kingdom. No, lager, you're right, the Possum Kingdom yeah. lager. Yeah. That came out a few months ago or so, or yeah. unless it's been going on. But I just saw a few, about a month ago or so, I saw the bear can label. Damn it. Yeah, so we'll, it'll have just be a riff off that. We obviously yeah. can't use the real names. So. Yeah. You know. But yeah, the toadies, man, rubberneck, you can't go wrong, man. Honestly, the pleather EP, that's what we just call it, the pleather EP. The pleather but, EP. Uh, but I love the fact that, I love that, even pulling up, we saw there's a spaz sticker on someone's truck, and I was like, that probably isn't Matt's, but let's, let's, let's see if somebody who works here listens to spaz while making beer, and it would be 
it would be crazy. And then the Tampa days. I mean, that was my favorite punk rock shows were in Tampa for our three chaos. Mm -hmm. I love that place. Um, yeah, so music, it, gets, it gets loud fast. I love that it does. That's um, what makes the beer is music, man. Absolutely. I love yeah, it. Yeah, so we have, I actually have been considering a different name for a beer, but we have the All Wednesdays Wear Pink. And I considered um, who we could do a collaboration with to make one that says, On Brew Days We Wear Black. And it would just be punk rock metal theme. So yeah. That's, yeah, hopefully no one steals it now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching every <laughs> single one of you. Yeah. If that shows up, up on Untapped, I will find you. And we will get um, you. Yes. But it all comes back to the, well, the first episode, still people are mind boggled. And if people who are listening now have not started from the beginning and you find out who Jeff DeBishop's most overrated band is of all time, do you know who this is? I have to tell you, just based on now you gotta give him shit. He said, me was Radiohead. I said Radiohead. Because Pablo Honey is one of my only albums I like by them, so people are like, uh, snob. No, I just like, I thought it was a great British rock album. I love that album. And the Benz was good. Uh, okay, computer, I fell off. He said Prince. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. He said Prince. And it's one of the most... It is one of the funniest things where people who listen to the first episode still to this day will look at me and go, hey, that dude, first episode, boom. <laughs> but then they know him and they love him. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's Jeff. How do you not love the guy? Yeah. And then the second episode, realizing with uh, Mike Wallace, 1010, you get to learn about minor threat beers, man. Endurance beers, you know, I love the, the repeater, the waiting room. They're still waiting to make their their. Th that was a year ago. They said they were going to make their third minor threat beer. Oh, so yeah, which is yeah, right. <laughs> we're yeah. all going to collab with them and just be like, that's it. Let's do it. There's there's so that. many places you can pull from. You know, I would love to just probably revisit some of the spoken words from like Henry. Henry mm -hmm. Rollins there you the go. Afra. There's got to oh. be some some key like. There is a Jello Biafra beer coming. They, there there is a Dead cold. Kennedys beer coming. So I don't know if I'm alive. I'm not allowed, announcing yet. But, um, yeah. I mean, some of these, like, better than never, I mean, that falls back to, like, old Chaucer quotes. Oh, shit. Okay. It's, well, it's yeah. It's really kind of the origin of, yeah. you know, better late than never. Yeah. That's awesome. I never thought of it. Yeah. yeah better yeah. than never is still late. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Wait, did you want to try this out? Yes, you did. Yes. Okay. Tobias is on it. He's got to try it. He has to. Right? And then the future of Deviant Wolf. Five months in. Five months in, but a long time coming. Uh... What are you guys expecting for the future? Let's just give it to December. We're not quite hitting 2019 yet. Uh, any expectations to December? Want to start? Uh, <laughs> I want to start. Yeah, that's a... Uh, you have another hour? Think, you think when you ponder on this. Um, um, yeah, there's... I would say, I mean, at least, well, I'll speak to, I guess, kind of the, the front of house kind of things. Um, uh, for us, like, you know, through the rest of the year, one of the things we wanted to do, and which we're slowly rolling out, is building up our... Uh, like programs for involving people in both the active thing and the um, you know community involvement and environmental things. So um, we're slowly starting to roll out some of these programs. Like we've got yoga in the tap room now. We've got our run club started. Um, the, as far as like you know getting people balanced through it and you know both left brain and right brain is we got art shows now that do we do every month um, that are going to be different themed. Like Deviant Beast is coming up next on July 4th. Oh yes, that's right. I tagged the wife in yeah, Deviant Beast. Thank you. So, art, yeah, um, yeah. I love my like wife's artwork. So early entry entrance we've seen like getting sneak peeks in the background look incredible. Nice, um, good. And then uh, uh, when does this air? How far? So out Thursday it will be on. So so not today. Right. Oh yeah, because it's that Saturday, right? Yeah, uh, now remember, I mean people. 
listen, so try to make it an annual thing. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Right. You know it's it's uh, like Deviant Feast. I missed it, but hey. So then I guess I'll, I'll stretch out a little sneak peek there because today's the official day. So um, one of the big things, like we wanted to come out with a bang and have a, a big event that um, uh, brings together like everything that we're about, all of our culture, the beer, you know, everything. So on September 15th, and Sanford's doing their last approval through a board today for the permit for it, um, is our, you call it a, a late grand opening, but uh, our, our first um, limited beer release. Uh, I'm not gonna say any more than that unless Matt doesn't want to, so I'll leave that one for Matt. But um, it, it's, it'll be unlike an event you've seen uh, for a brewery. So we're also having a, an adventure race that is starting and ending here at the brewery. Um, where you know adventure race is being is um, it's orienteering uh, with a little mix of scavenger hunt where you've got uh, canoeing, mountain biking, and trail running, and so we're blocking off First Street. Uh, we're going to have commentary here in the brewery with like screens that are up, so that way you can actually have live like GPS tracking of the teams across a map. So we've got this whole like spectator thing going on. Um, and then after the event ends, which is from like noon to four, is the actual event. So once the racers get back. Um, we've got a, we're going to have a, a live music set up, we'll do award ceremony and then live music and then a bunch of other cool things and we've involved some of the community, like shout out to Pedal Driven, for example, like because part of this is mountain biking, he'll have a, a boot set up and he'll be doing like uh, bike repairs and things. Oh so, nice! Anyway, it's just this big culmination of being active, you know, getting bike. to like, see our beer, meeting other people in the, in the community and um, it's, uh, we're, we're pumped about it. So that's going to be September 15th, you're actually the first to hear about Oh, it. September 15th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I was, about, I was doing this to go, no, no, you do no, understand, that's no. the World Cup, man. No, I was like, September 15th. Oh, September 15th. No, uh, Don't rip We actually, the reason I asked when you're airing is because uh, we officially can't uh, promote it until the city of Sanford has a final sign-off, right. which happens today at 7 p.m. But you will see it in the future. So you're actually yeah. going to be the first person to hear Yay. about it. So, on, on the show. Love it. Matt, sorry, that's, that's why I see the future is us growing those programs and then, like, you know, really showing people what our vision is about. Yeah, so what's in the future? Um, sours, barrels, bottles, crawlers, you know, I can sum it, sum it up and talk to you. Um, you know, I've been having a lot of fun with our, our sour bases. Yeah. A lot of different treatments. Love the idea of the blonde base, man. Yeah, That's just rad. Uh, That's you know, so everyone cool. does the Berliner base. Um, I've yeah. always been a fan of a lot of the like more blonde style. Traditional and keeping it blonde. Yeah, it, it's... Not every version is the same, not every yeast is the same. They all yeah. kind of get their own life based on where I want them to go and what we're going to do with them. Um, th there's going to be a lot more of that. I kind of have this massive queue of beers that I want to get through. Um, and for things like those events, there's specialty versions. Yeah, you're going to have to have that. You know, Sarmajaro is coffee centric. Think about what you can do with coffee. That's what we're going to do with Sarmajaro. Yes. We'll be specially releases of that. Good. Um, just playing with it, there's going to be stouts, there's going to be quads and barrels, there's going to be Good. Um, a lot of different things coming in that, that aspect. Yeah, any styles that you're looking to make, like, that you're excited, something that you're ambitious to start brewing? I, I you said quads, so that's awesome. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Like, we've got our Belgian double up there, Lenny. We've okay. got a quad version, um, George. That, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, so which one which one gets killed off first? Like that, is that why you called it Lenny and George? So hopefully Lenny goes first. Well, the, other like, one, no, the other one was George. Uh, I took a oh. barrel-aged version to a homebrew club meeting years ago. And I hadn't quite named it. And um, one of the guys there the next day was like, I need a bottle of that. So I'll love it. I'll hold it. You know, I'll squeeze <laughs> it. I'll take it home. So George was born. Uh, so That's obviously awesome. the scaled-down version we have to call Lenny. It's... Uh, 
more. Not Wait a minute, am I getting my characters mixed up? No, it, it is backwards, but it's not for okay. strength and size. Okay. It's more about mental There you go. So, okay. Yeah, it's. It, it, that, that beer especially takes really, really well to rye whiskey barrels. Um, so there's a lot of things like that. I want to keep playing with that. I want to start doing a few imperial sours. Um, maybe get some wine barrels in here. I would love start to see wine barrels those. in here. Um, th there's. You know, the sky's the limit. When I look at like the beer world, some of the some of my favorites are always wild ales. You, know? you and, and I have a lot to what, sit down and talk about. <laughs> what you can accomplish with the aging and the complexity of those, I feel like that style has one of the highest ceilings. Of yeah, everything. yeah, um, definitely. You know, I know that big stouts can hold so much flavor, and there's a lot there. Sure, but, but you know, a well blended Cantillon is. Oh. Yeah, so many other things. I would love it. Uh, honestly, I love so fooders. That, I love. So not in a December time frame. But no, that's but kind of always in the back of my head. Um, you know, what can we do with what we have, and take it there. Um, there's a lot of new. We we actually had a small batch of blue yesterday, kind of a wheat pale ale, you know, overly hopped. We're, we're trying out some new base styles and things like that. So, you know, that brew magic isn't just for show. We still do. Weird you still do stuff on it. on it. Awesome. You know, when we did that sour flight, like I told you, we did sour oyster style. It's. That is awesome. We're, you know, oh, that is awesome. Every once in a while, we have to get, you know, do whatever the dumbest thing we can think of. Just, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> oh, a small so, batch, and we were like, if, even if it sucks, whatever, like, it'll be fun. And I miss that beer. That's, that's sour oyster stout. Yeah, awesome. you make a sour oh. oyster stout, and you call it scuba juice, and it's... Scuba <laughs> juice? <laughs> so good. It was pretty polarizing, you know? Some people just sniffed it. And, Slid it away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in love of, with oysters because of that gentleman, Paul, back there. Yeah. He, I had my first oyster with him, oh, and uh, nice I gotta say, Ravenous Pig do it right. They actually have yeah. their happy hour is insane between the oysters and three dollar beer. Yeah. It's a good day. I actually haven't been there for that. I'm missing out. I'm oh yeah. Oysters. Yeah. And Larry's three dollar beers. You can't. You can't yeah. go wrong. Yeah. I think it's a dollar an oyster. Okay. Right? Is it dollar an oyster? Two dollars an oyster? Oh, okay, I mean, there you go. You know how many oysters I can eat? Yeah, <laughs> honestly. I do, I think we do six. I'm like, here's my 15. It's a beer, six oysters. Yeah. I'm like, that was a snack. Yeah. yeah. Told you guys, this is, we're going to do food right. pairings, man. Pokey 5K. Yeah, Pokey 5K. There it is. They're, they're still mapping. They're going good. <laughs> uh, any any last final thoughts? Anything that you want to say uh, before the, this microphone? I don't want to turn this off. You guys have been a lot of fun, man. This is amazing. Before. We can just pretend it's Friday. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I'm really excited for, you know, the future of Central Florida beer. I feel like we're at a really, really cool spot. Dude, thank you for bringing that up. That's awesome. There's a lot of really good breweries that have been here, and the rest of us that are opening now, there's just such a variety, and it, you can almost see it becoming slightly regional, which is fun because you can do day trips. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. Day trip to Sanford. You know, you can hit four breweries in the cidery. You can hit all these great craft beer bars. You can stuff your face with some of the most amazing food yeah. around. And that's all within three blocks of each other. I love it. Um, yeah, you guys are in a good home. Same things happening. We're centralizing in like the downtown Orlando area. What, Mills where, 50 you know, to Bridget Barley Row. And yeah, then Barley Row. Seen Toll Road and Sun Creek yeah. come across over yeah. there. Um, you know, Next to Crooked Can over there. So, yeah. 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 So you're seeing a lot of cool things, whereas some people were slightly off the main trail but alone. Now there's groupings. I like the groupings, and it, we are doing our best to make this make sure that people know that Florida is a travel destination for beer. It is. Uh, you, 
come here for a weekend, you're not gonna try everything. Even though people would think that, oh, you know, a weekend, all right, I'll be able to either have that Central Florida Ale Trail map and I'll be able to do it. Yeah, right. Yeah, right, good <laughs> luck. Right. Yeah, you know, that's 10 brews a day. Yeah. So I love the idea of making Florida a travel destination. Everybody thinks Tampa, everybody thinks what's going on in Miami, but Central Florida's doing it, Jacksonville's doing it, you know, the Panhandle's kicking ass up there. And you do, on, on the way down to Fort Lauderdale, Miami, you have plenty to hit, yeah. plenty. Yeah. You look at the, the, the East Coast, so anywhere from Ormond Beach down to Intracoastal, you have about almost 20 breweries to hit there in a two hour drive. So yeah, this yeah. Florida is kicking ass and I love every moment of it. Are, I better because I mean, I'm in it. It's, it's really exciting right now. And I think that my most exciting thing I'm looking forward to is kind of catching up here enough to the point where we can start reaching out and doing collaborations. Yeah. Well, you guys are not going anywhere, which is awesome. Awesome. Yeah, we're set. You're set. You're here. <laughs> like, which is great. Which is great. I, I, you guys, yeah, this, this brewery's staying here, and the tap room will be busy, and you're in a good spot. So, um, guys, honestly, I think this episode, you could listen to it today when it launches, to you could listen to it eight months from now, and you're still people, or even a year from now, and get the same vibe. Nothing's going to change. It's still, you guys have the heart of it, and I love that. It's I exciting. love that. So, Thank you. Thank you for the beers. Thank you for the time. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do an outro. It's going to be me going, whew, I talked a lot, but still. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you so you much. Yeah, All right. Sure. We'll talk soon. So um, I, I, I took a picture, and the only picture I took while I was done in there of, was me eating the actual uh, Rice Krispie Treat with Fruity Pebbles. So, yeah, uh, that didn't happen on the mic. Or maybe it did. I don't know if we mentioned it, because I remember going, all right, what are those, and who are those for? And it was actually for us, man. They, they I, I hope, I think we, they said, yes, please eat and take some, but um, yeah, you know, not not trying to eat as many Rice Krispie treats as I have in the past. Uh, well, actually, no, I really I love them, but maybe once every three years I get one. So uh, okay, the checklist that I had. Uh, Matt and Jonathan are awesome, always as always, right? Such cool dudes. If you know them, honestly, this will be a bigger episode based on they are such an amazing presence here in the central Florida area when it comes to beer and just enjoying other breweries and other tap rooms beers and they're they're always showing face and I think it's awesome uh we went over a lot of things that they're doing over there but I got to mention the toadies I don't think I've ever mentioned the toadies on this on this podcast and again if you've never heard rubberneck I don't know if it's dated I don't know but the toadies were one of those bands that as soon as possum kingdom came out I was like, nah, I'm okay. And then one day in my record store, uh, the left speaker, I think, was out. And I turned on Possum Kingdom just to have, like, all right, let me give this band a chance. Everybody's saying, trust me, it's not what you think. And uh, I remember hearing the production when you turn off the left speaker and how the how the microphone was set to where I just heard him fading in but doing the make up your mind. And I went, um... Is this how the song is supposed to be? And then when I realized the left speaker was out, I went, no, no kidding. Shit, this is a really cool song. 
started from the beginning and uh it is one of my most listened to albums and my friend james valent uh one time we went to go see them and they played the entire album of rubberneck probably thanks to james because he was screaming uh, velvet the whole time and they did the whole album and then finally todd from the toadies went all right we'll do velvet and they played the whole album it was freaking rad so got to know these guys of deviant wolf uh love them love them so definitely check them out please if you're ever in the orlando area you're flying in you're coming in from another location or if you're driving from tampa jacksonville anywhere in florida definitely come to Sanford. i think this is it i think this is one of the puzzle pieces starting to complete the puzzle of what is happening in Sanford. there is more to do there is more to more to come but trust me check out check the check them out you have to also uh i love the stickers that they have and i have to say i know who made those stickers the same guy that makes ours so ryan fleming over at sticker wolf thank you thank you for our stickers and definitely again thank you for theirs also i've been seeing a lot more stickers happen around the breweries outside of florida so i have to give ryan fleming a shout out so sticker wolf follow him on instagram follow them on facebook telling you his stickers are insane he's doing a lot more with them and i think it's awesome so uh we did great we did an amazing episode um I'm so proud of everybody uh, over in Sanford. So keep it up. I, I really think it's gonna a lot more is gonna happen in the next year. So guys, definitely keep it up. Thank you to them. Thank you again to Deviant Wolf. Everybody over there, we love you. Um, honestly, this has been a great episode. Uh, a lot more coming up. We have uh, we have the Florida Brewers Conference coming up. So that's gonna be fun. Uh, it's going to be our first time there and uh we're we're doing more than just recording uh i'm on a panel i'm very very honored to be on a panel and uh i think i'll get into it on the next episode or very much uh i will definitely talk about in the exclusive content on our patreon because it's not what you think it's not about me being part of a podcast or it's not me being part of uh beer promotions it is actually about mental health and and what goes on in in the uh breweries and i'm very honored and i don't know if it's because we are called what ails you but no uh i think we're very open when it comes to our interviews where we talk a lot about uh not just what ails you but really who they are what they are how they are and what really goes on from from how they were raised to high school to college and to how they're brewing now and even what they are doing on the side if it's a it's a part-time full-time job so honestly we are very honored to be part of that. So I'll mention more of that when, on our exclusive content on the Patreon. So, guys, again, thank you to our, all of our Patreon subscribers. You are amazing. Um, Sad Myth, kick ass on the music. As always, I love it. Uh, Jillian, thank you for, again, uh, more shirts that the breweries want. And the new design, the new design. So check out our Instagram. We have a new design, a new shirt being made by the end of the month of July. And, uh, guys, thanks to you. Thanks to Adam, Tobias, and thank you to Paul for joining me on this road trip. It was awesome. So, all right, guys, I'm going to say goodbye because Ozzy and uh, Paisley are having a great time. Shankly's just the mediator. He's watching the whole thing. So, all right, I'm going into Corgi Heaven because they're, they're, they're all playing and it's the sweetest thing ever. And I will talk to you soon. All right, bye.